You're listening to Real Estate Investing Talks, a Simply Do It podcast. Your journey to success in real estate investment starts right here, right now. Here's Danny Bate Orr. Okay. And we are ready. So again, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, really depending where you are. Uh, this format is always uh, great because I know we have people joining us from, from Europe, from the East Coast of the U.S., from the West Coast of the U.S. So it's always great to do that. My name is Danny Bedor, as you probably know, and I do this uh, weekly session every Friday at 11. I go online on uh, Facebook and the whole purpose is actually to, uh, uh, <clears throat> to provide an opportunity for, for you guys to ask questions. That's my, um, my, my main goal, my objective. So feel free to ask questions related to real estate investing, uh, flipping, rentals. I've been doing it for, for many, many years. I always bring a topic I want to cover. Um, and I will I, you know, obviously have a topic for today about uh, risk and about losing money. But really the whole purpose is for you to generate questions so we can uh, use this opportunity to help you with some concerns you have and let others also benefit from your questions. Good. So I'm Danny Baitor. I am uh, doing this session right now from Orange County, California, Southern California. It is a nice, uh, not too warm weather outside. So uh, that's good for us and not so uh, uh, good for those of you or maybe uh, those of you who are suffering from a cold weather on the East Coast. I just spoke to one of my attorneys in Chicago, and he said it's freezing out there. And, you know, my friend lives near, 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 not so far from you, so I really want to come and visit. And obviously, I told him I don't understand why you stay in Chicago where it's so freezing, but that's the way it is. Um, today's topic is actually something I decided to take from um, the intake that we have our investors uh, complete before we set up a meeting. Every time we have a meeting with a new investor. Uh, someone who uh, wants to invest and considering investing with us. We set up a strategy session. Strategy session before that, uh, we ask that you complete uh, yeah, two or three minutes of a few questions, getting, you know, um, to get ready for the session properly for us and for you. And I look at those questions and I see some repetition. One of the repetitions I've seen in the, in the past several months was in some of the comments, someone says my biggest concern or one of my concerns is how to make sure I don't lose money. And I've looked through the recent ones and that topic, literally those words, how, you know, my, my concern is not to lose money came again and again and again. I said, okay, this is great. This is an opportunity to address something obviously that a lot of people are, um, are asking about. So a um, couple of things. From my experience, I have been you know, investing in real estate since 2002. I've been helping others invest in, in real estate and you know, guiding them since 2004. I have been uh, you know, involved in, the, in, in about you know, uh, supporting about 3,000-ish, maybe a little bit more, rental, the purchase of rental properties. And I've done about 100 flips or actively, you know, we have a act, actively, at the moment, we have 20 flips going on at the same time. And we've done, you know, probably 80, 90 that we have completed already. And the question is, uh, how do you avoid losing money? Um, and it's a very good question. There's not a, I don't think there's a very clear-cut answer, but I want to tackle this mostly on the rental side from a couple of, um, 
from a couple of uh, um, you know um, from a couple of aspects. So first of all, in my career, the only time you know we're talking about uh, 16 years of, of investing, the only time I really saw people losing money is during if they sold their house during the recession that we had about 10 years ago. Right, so someone purchased at the peak uh, or not at the peak, and you know, a year, two, three, four later, their house, you know, went from let's say two hundred thousand all the way down to eighty-five. Right, and not only that, they, for one reason or another, they decided they need to bail out, sell, maybe do a foreclosure, um, and that's when they lost money. So. I'm not saying, you know, you shouldn't, you know, do that. But if you really think about all the other situations, you know, did I see people losing money? Actually, I not really. Um, you know, if you're buying a rental property properly, you have a proper plan, a proper formula how to go to use it, which, which, which we do. And that's how we help others. And especially if you're not doing anything kind of creative, you know, Adventurous, something more of, a, of an adventure, such as buying, you know, a piece of you know, lo, you know, land in the middle of nowhere, or a house that cannot be rented, or something which is really weird, uh, non-conforming, let's just call it. Then the chances of you, if you just follow, a, you know, a, a very good formula that have proven itself, and you're just buying a nice house, is a nice area in a good market, in a growing market, not you know, not a declining market, then obviously your chances of having issues or losing money are very, are very small, right? Um, sometimes we have, uh, when we own real estate, we have events or situations that we can mitigate, such as buying insurance. So if we have a fire, burglary, vandalism, all of those things, um, you know, we can uh, buy insurance. Um, if we buy a house and we are say, going through some vacancy, uh, yes, we will lose a little bit of money during the vacancy period. I would expect to have a vacancy in every house that I buy sooner or later. But it doesn't mean we have, you know, if we buy properly, it doesn't mean we're going to have long vacancies. I have not met the house that has been sitting there for months and months and months. If, you know, in my world, a house that sits for more for three months or more, that's a very, very uh, rare occasion. Very rare occasion. It does happen once a year. That we have a house that sits for three months, but typically houses are anywhere for a month and a half to two. It can take three and you know more than two and three. Anything beyond three months is just maybe happens to us once, maybe twice a year. Very very rarely, and usually there's a very good reason, other reasons besides the market why it's not being rented, such as, for example, an owner who goes out and says, "I don't want to have pets in my house because they're going to ruin the house," and the type of renters we work with or we have in our properties 60 percent of them have, have pets so if you are saying no to pets then you're obviously just cut off about 60 percent of the market obviously that will result with longer vacancy for you <clears throat> so buying properly buying the correct way especially in rental if you buy for the long term right then you are definitely hedging against losses right hedging against losses by the way, even if you have, you know, um, even if you have to sell uh, the property sooner than expected in not a perfect timing, 
You may lose a little bit of money, but that doesn't mean you lose all your money, right? Uh, let me give you an example. One of my investors about, uh, I want to say, two years ago, two years ago, purchased a really nice house in a really nice community in the Tampa area. And the day, we don't know exactly when, two days before or two days after he purchased the property, the HOA made an unlawful changes to the, to the association documents or rules and regulation, what's called CCNR. It's, 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 it was done, we found out later, it was done in a, in a way that it was not supposed to be done, but it was still done, um, that said you cannot rent the house in the community or there's some special stipulations or circumstances that you need to apply and then sell the, you know, rent the house. So he purchased a rental in the community. When we purchased it, there was, wasn't any problem putting it as a rental. And somewhere on the closing, that has changed, right? Rightfully, wrongfully, correctly, incorrectly, it was still change. And he ended up with a vacancy. And the minute we realized, I realized what was going on, we immediately, you know, um, started doing, uh, taking some actions in, tor in towards selling the house because I knew it's going to be a long, lit lit you know, litigious way, a process of months or years, not to mention that this house will sit vacant. And because, you know, uh, there are other rental properties in the area that will sit vacant, people will want to sell it and the community will go down, the values will go down. And that's actually what happened. But within a month or two that we were kind of researching that, I told him, Let's sell this house. And he ended up with a small loss because he invested, he purchased the property and he invested, you know, he put some money into it in terms of kind of renovating it a little bit or, or prepping it for rental. So he did lose a little bit of money, not a lot, maybe $3,000 or so, which he can also deduct on his taxes. But obviously in this case, we, <clears throat> we saved up or we uh, prevented a greater loss because about six months later, the house was uh, was worth. We looked into it. Was worth um, twenty five thousand dollars less than what he sold it for, which is about seven or eight thousand dollars less from what he paid for it. So that did happen. It's a very rare occasion. Um, if you are someone who buys a rental property and you want to sell it exactly, and you you know your plan is to hold it for ten years, and after ten years. You get to the point where you want to sell it and exactly at that point of time, the economy is not doing well and you sell it, you may end up with a loss. But if you're saying my plan is to sell it in 10 years, but if the economy is not doing well at that time, I might as well just hang on to it for five more years, maybe even 10 more years, you'll probably do fine. So over the, the history of the 40 years, uh, you know, the last 40 years that, you know, real estate data has been tracked, over time, real estate does go, go up. In most markets, except you know, declining markets, declining population-wise and job-wise, but markets that have increase in, in population and jobs keep going up. Some of them are doing more cyclical movement. Some of them are doing more of a straight line. Of course, during that time, you're always going to have dips. So part of choosing where to purchase is going with markets that are showing strong growth patterns and steady and projected to continue growing. So that will prevent that situation. So I think the biggest risk, you know, some risk you can, you know, mitigate like insurance and let's, you know, for a fee, you, you have someone else assume that risk. And some, you know, one of the biggest risks that I think we have is ourselves. 
Because if we made bad decision purchasing the property, like the area, the location, the, the, the whole purchase, you know, sometimes I, I do see that. I do see investors that are just buying weird stuff, which I don't understand why they do that, but that works for them. So you are your, probably your biggest risk. And if you are in a, in, a, in a period of time, I can tell you, I have a property in Florida that I purchased in 95 for $190,000. During the downturn, right, the bottom, that property of $200,000 went from, from $190,000, went all the way to eighty five, dollars right? When you have a, something like this, this is not fun. This is not, you know, great. Right? But I didn't really care because it was rented. It was rented well. Actually, it's one of my best rentals. It's barely set vacant all those years that I've owned that since 95. It's barely set vacant altogether. And rent just kept going up, not going down. So I have zero vacancy. Right, Rent is going up. The property is producing. And value is, you know, is very lowered. When I looked at it, I don't remember, probably 2009-ish. Right? It's not fun. But over since 2009 and 10, I could see from the bottom where it reached that you know the, the 84,000 kept creeping up. Now it exceeded just a tiny bit exceeded what I paid for it. But I don't care. I've owned it for so many years. This is a well-producing property, zero vacancy, very minimal repairs. It's just you know you know out there producing. So if you are very afraid about losing money, try to. To, to specify what is a loss of money, how does a loss of money look like, and what you can do, like what are the risks, and how you can mitigate. For example, um, vacancy, okay? How do you mitigate against vacancy, right? If you can. Um, how do you mitigate against market going you know, down, right? In terms of continuously going down. How do you mitigate about uh, situations with you know, crook property managers. There are all answers out there, right? It's not perfect. Don't think for a second you're going to eliminate the risk. It's all about risk management and reducing the risk and shifting the risk to someone else such as insurance. Those things will help you in minimizing the chance of any losses altogether, um, if, if at all. So it's all about proper planning and proper executing and doing good decisions to maximize your success. So um, that's what I wanted to say about losing money that came up multiple times and how to mitigate against that and what you can do how to mitigate about risk. You know, don't look at it as just binary. It's losing money or not. Define your risk. Define your concerns. Literally put the list down and see how you can mitigate every one of those points, such as vacancy, property management, values, economy, and all of those things. And that will lead you to go in the right direction or a better direction or higher chances of succeeding direction with your investment property. That's everything I have to cover today. Let me just see in my notes. I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, if you have specific questions related to this topic or other topics related to real estate investing, by all means, use the uh, comment section and I'll be happy to, uh, to take them. I'll wait for maybe half a minute, a minute to see if there are any questions coming in. And in the meanwhile, I'm going to put a little link here.
So um, we have put together, I have put together a small ebook, maybe 20 pages or so, easy read to talk about different aspects of real estate investing. You're, it's free. You're most welcome to, uh, to uh, download the, you know, the, the ebook and go through it. It really uh, outlines everything in a simple way, structured, very easy to follow, very easy read. I also want to mention that um, we are putting, uh, we are actually looking into uh, um, um, setting up the venues as we speak uh, yesterday, today, and probably Monday. But I'll be speaking live, not through Facebook. Maybe we'll do a streaming as well in San Francisco at uh, beginning of March and also in Sunnyvale beginning of March. I'll be up there. I'll be in Orange County and L.A., uh, probably within a month, somewhere about uh, mid-February. If you want to get notification about those um, events, put a, you know you can send us an email to meet. It's, you can send us an email, or you can uh, just post your uh, your email here, or send me a direct message, and then we will put you on our database, our mailing list. So you can get notification on any of those events directly. I'm sure they're going to be posted to Facebook as well. I see no more, uh, no questions are coming up. Uh, so with that said, I'm going to wrap up this session uh, that we talked about risk mitigation and you know the fear of losing money and how to avoid it. I want to thank you for taking the time. Um, have a you know great rest of your you know your day and actually have a great uh, weekend. If you have any specific questions you want to talk to me and not in a in a public format, a more private, just get in touch with me in any of those uh, ways, uh, email, Facebook, whatever works for you, phone. Um, thank you very much. Have a terrific uh, rest of your day. Bye-bye, everyone. Congratulations. You're one step closer to success in real estate investment. You've been listening to Real Estate Investing Talks with Danny Bateor. To learn how Simply Do It can guide you through the real estate investment process and achieve nationwide success, visit us on the web at simplydoit.net. Thanks for listening.